Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Sadison, and with me today is Joel Alsdorf, crop insurance specialist with Ag Choice Farm Credit and Crop Growers LLP. Farming is unpredictable, with many outside forces dictating your success in the field. Since you can't control the weather, the only thing that can guarantee a yield or an indemnity in place of a yield is crop insurance. Crop insurance can help you survive as a disaster and return your business to profitability, improve your cash flow in a down year, and manage your risk. Yet many farmers are hesitant to sign up for crop insurance for a variety of reasons. Today, Joel is going to help us bust some of the common myths about crop insurance. Joel, thanks for joining the podcast. Hi, Rachel. I'm happy to be here. Joel, so I'm sure one of the most common concerns you hear from farmers is that crop insurance doesn't pay or crop insurance costs too much. Are those true? So, Rachel, that's a good question and a common myth, and the answer really is no, not true. So, historically, crop insurance has a pretty good track record. Um, We've actually seen a tremendous value for cost to Northeast producers. In fact, about $553 million in crop loss payments were paid out to farmers through the federal crop insurance program. That coverage cost about $187 million in premium. So, Rachel, that's a powerful return to our ag industry. The way I view this, if these growers had self-insured, Northeast agriculture would have suffered a loss of more than about $365 million in equity. So, if we break it down just a little bit more on a personal level, Pennsylvania farmers received $67 million of those claims dollars at the cost of about $19 million in premium. That's a pretty significant uh, value considering most of our Pennsylvania ag production is still coming from family businesses. So let's move into the second part of that question. When talking about the cost of crop insurance, it is federally subsidized, which makes it affordable. The cost of crop insurance is well below the cost of commercial private insurance. So, in fact, the government subsidizes from 50 to 95 percent of that liability, and that significantly reduces the liability risk to our producers. So, Rachel, based on these numbers, we're talking about, like, really amazing things. We really begin to see how minimal the cost of crop insurance coverage is when compared to, say, the risk of being completely self-insured. Thanks, Joel. So besides the cost, another area of confusion with crop insurance is what's covered and how to set up a production history. So we often hear, you know, my crops aren't covered or I have to use the county average yield in setting up my production history. Joel, could you tell our listeners how you respond to those concerns? Yeah, and we do hear this a lot. So, and it is true that not all crops are insured in every county. And that can cause a fair bit of concern, especially for producers who may be heavily leveraged. The good news here, though, is if you grow a crop that is insurable somewhere in the United States and it's not under a pilot program, your crop insurance agent may be able to request rates that offer the same program and protection as insurable crops. An example of this would be a written agreement that's tailored to your specific operation. Um, In addition, sometimes whole farm policies offer coverage for diverse operations, maybe producing crops that are otherwise uninsurable. So sometimes it's hard to know what's available until we ask for it. Um, Usually there's something we can do to help a producer, 
the last thing we want is for them to be standing there just left holding the bag alone. So, Rachel, we also talk a lot about production history and crop records. And I would say rightfully so. There's a lot to this. Uh, it really is, though, an area where farmers can strongly influence the quality of their coverage. So let me unpack this for you a little bit. Because your policy is based on a percentage of your production, and this is basically the deductible you choose. So you can see how good production records provide a stable framework for the best coverage. And now we understand there are a number of reasons why a producer may not have production records. Uh, in these cases, a percentage somewhere between 60 to 100 percent of the county yield, and that's going to be dependent upon the situation. That can be used to establish a production history until you start providing your own production records. So, yes, there can be some confusion around this topic, but again, we do have a lot of options available to help help you get the coverage you need. Rachel, there really is plenty more to this conversation uh, with many variables. So, I would just encourage anyone with questions to reach out uh, to one of our agents for further guidance. Yeah, thanks, Joel. That's some good information that you shared there. So lastly, I guess let's talk about what's involved from an indemnity standpoint. And do farmers have to have a total loss to qualify? So the answer to that is no. Um, Rachel, so many of what farmers face each day is based on percentages. We like to be able to get 100% of our hay made. We like to plant 100% of our corn in time. The list is rather large, and farmers are excellent at managing these things, but the truth is it's not always possible. And oftentimes because of things outside of our control and the most common being the weather. So I'm going to get real serious here for a minute, Rachel, and saying that what it really comes down to is how much loss can a producer stand before it affects the bottom line in a manner in which they may not be able to recover. This is different for everybody. and. Crop insurance is designed to be flexible to fill these gaps at different levels of need. So in plenty of cases, a farmer may have a fairly small loss and still receive payment. But unfortunately, it can go the other way if someone is underinsured for the level of investment they have outstanding in the crop. So, Rachel, I just can't stress enough how important it is to discuss appropriate coverage needs with your agent, reevaluate them yearly as part of your management program, and I just think this keeps the farmer in her driver's seat and helps them understand the value of their coverage. Great. Thanks, Joel. So as we wrap up, uh, feel free to share any other perspectives with our listeners here today on crop insurance. Sure. Uh, you know, we're seeing some pretty wild shifts in weather patterns, and it's caused a lot of stress for a really, really a wide scope of our producers. And I would just like to take a moment and encourage our farmers and say thank you for what you do every day. You're putting food on our table, strengthening our economy, providing jobs, and you're raising the next generation of folks that know how to do stuff. And I can sincerely say that for all three of the agents here at Ag Choice, the best part of our job is working with farmers and the privilege of being included in their success stories. So I guess I'd just like to say as we move into fall harvest time, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. But just look for those things that you enjoy. Remember to look up from your crop row once in a while and take pleasure in a job well done. And you have plenty of people in your corner who want you to be successful. So sometimes it's just encouraging to know that. Well, great. Well, Joel, thanks for all this information you shared on today's podcast. And we really appreciate you having you on. 
Yeah, thank you, Rachel, for having me. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash podcasts to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Ag Choice Farm Credit.